Hello, Dr. Dyke Drummond here at the home of TheHappyMD.com in beautiful Seattle, Washington. Welcome to the latest episode of the Physicians on Purpose podcast. Tools so you can recognize and prevent your own burnout. Stories of burnout put to its highest and best use. And wellness leadership strategies. Everything you need to be a physician on purpose. Hello again, Dr. Dyke Drummond here at the home of TheHappyMD.com in beautiful Seattle, Washington, with the latest edition of the Physicians on Purpose podcast. Flying solo here today, got some important things I want to share with you about the, the nitty gritty, the down and dirty, the nuts and bolts of making changes in your practice, in your life, in your career. So oftentimes as a physician coach, I'm working with people who want to make change. You may want to make change because you're overstressed and burned out. You may want to make change just to continue to get better and better. I'm going to show you some secrets to that that I've learned from my own life, my own two episodes of burnout, and from the lives of hundreds of our coaching clients. But I don't know what's been going on in your day before you push the play button here, but I know it probably resembles something of a whirlwind and our conversations in the podcast, our work as a coach, your work in your journal. It's so important to step outside of the whirlwind of your day-to-day experience. So come on out with me. Take a big deep breath in. And as you exhale, just let go of anything that doesn't need to be here right now. And pop yourself out of the whirlwind to be here with me for just a few minutes while we talk about how to make change in the shortest path and the simplest way possible. Now, we both know change is sometimes difficult. It's so difficult that most of the time humans are motivated by crisis. The crisis of burnout can force you to change. That's burnout's highest and best use, to push you back on a path with purpose. But if we're going to make change outside of a time of crisis, there are some tips that I want to share with you that'll make things so much easier. First of all, It would be really important if you were going to change your practice, your career, your life, if you knew what you wanted. And most people don't approach change from that way. My experience is that most people change because they are trying to stop something that they don't want. So for instance, in burnout, a lot of times people will come to me and they'll tell me all the things that are happening that they want to stop, all the things they want to avoid all the things that they want to run away from in their practice. And it's important to know what you don't want in your life. It's important to know what you want to avoid. That's certainly important, but it won't get you what you want. And I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to say it a couple of times because it's important and it's easy to miss. You can avoid everything you don't want, and you still won't get what you want because the only way to get what you want is to actually figure out what that is and head in that direction. So you can avoid everything you don't want and you still won't get what you want because the only way to get what you want is to figure out what that is and head in that direction. What you want to understand before you make any changes is what you would run towards. And when it comes to a physician in their practice, I call that an ideal job description, ideal practice description, ideal career description. And so one of the more common questions I share with my coaching clients is, I hear you're in a bad place. It's not working the way you anticipated. You didn't sign up for this when you decided to go to medical school in the first place. 
But my question is, if you had a magic wand, if you were designing your own job, if you were the king of the forest, and you could create your own practice, what is your ideal practice description? What is your ideal practice description? And normally what I get is an open-mouthed stare. Basically because, and this may be true for you even right now, nobody's probably ever asked you that before. In medical school and residency, people were not interested in your ideal practice. They were interested in you graduating and simply making it to the finish line. In your current practice, nobody's really interested in your ideal practice. They're interested in you fulfilling the job description for your current position. They've created a job description and they want you to fulfill it. But that's typically not going to work because you didn't build it. You didn't design it. You didn't define it and you're not living your ideal practice. So what I'd like you to consider doing, if you want to make some changes in your practice right now, is sitting down and building your ideal job description, your ideal practice description. Here's how. It's really important that you build your ideal job description outside of the whirlwind. So find the time away from work when you have, let's say, a half hour, 45 minutes to get started. And then another thing that's really important is to go old school. What I mean is pen and paper, pencil and paper. Now, you can use a word processing document if you want, but research shows that the act of writing down your ideas on paper is the first act of bringing them into reality, putting them into 3D reality, the pen strokes on the paper. So I'm going to strongly encourage you to write it down on paper and ideally in a journal because it's impossible to journal from inside the whirlwind. It's a great place to work on your practice rather than simply find yourself working in it. Here's the questions of the ideal job description. In an ideal world, if you had a magic wand, what kind of patients would you be seeing? Doing what kind of things? For what kind of hours? And what kind of pay? On what kind of team? In what kind of organization? Where in the world? Write those questions down and begin to answer them. And don't be frustrated. Actually, be patient and kind and loving with yourself. As you notice, it takes a while for the answers to bubble up. Back when you were at the Lightworkers Fork in the Road, when you decided to go to medical school, you had an idea of what your practice would be like. So there's some old dreams in here you can pull out of your back pocket and begin to write down. But my experience is if you've never contemplated this question before, it takes a couple of weeks for the answers to come up. You may actually have some insights over the course of the next few weeks as you ask these questions, where you say, ooh, ooh, I gotta write this down on my ideal job description. So keep some note paper handy. When you have fleshed out your ideal job description, what you have is a target. You have a goal. You have a destination, something you're going to run towards. You become an arrow that you fire at your ideal job description. How do you get there? Well, you have to take new action in order to get new results. New action in order to get new results. And what you'll notice is, 
if you compare your current practice to your ideal practice, you'll notice there are some things that you would want to change. So the second list that you make, an ideal practice is one list, my ideal practice description. The second list that you make is a list I call your master plan. This one's going to be a little bit easier for you because this is a list. This is a list of the things you would want to avoid. This is a list of the things that you complain about. This is a list of all the things you want to change about your current practice to make it more like your ideal practice. See, what you're doing is you're taking your current job description and you're going to torque it so that it's more like your ideal job and your ideal practice. So once you've got your ideal practice description and you've got this master plan of changes that you want to make to build a more ideal practice, all you have to do to move closer to your ideal is simply pick one thing on the list that you want to change and do something different. So before you dive in, let's plan a little bit. Let's deal specifically with two things. Let's deal with your comfort zone and let's deal with fear of failure. Because those things are going to come up really big and strong in anybody who has the character traits of a physician, workaholic, lone ranger, perfectionist. Are you with me? Need to have things be right the first time. So let's start with your comfort zone. You know from Einstein's insanity trap, the only way to get new results, the only way to move this practice towards your ideal practice is to take new actions. And any new action will have some fear associated with it because if it's new, if it's actually new, you'll be outside your comfort zone. The question is how far outside your comfort zone? Because most doctors will want to do the big, hairy, audacious thing. You might want to take the biggest action on your list first. Don't do that. That's too far outside your comfort zone. It's too easy to choke and gag and slip and fall if you take a great big hairy audacious step. So baby steps. It's the mantra around here. Baby step. What's the smallest step you can take? The least distance into your comfort zone. You can step and still move in the direction of your ideal practice. So as you're planning, plan baby steps. And secondly, we got to talk about failure. Because failure to us, those of us who've been traumatized by all these years in academia, is any time that you give an answer that's not right. Anytime you predict something and it doesn't work out that way. Perfectionism, a big piece of what we do. So let's reprogram failure. When you're moving from your current practice to your ideal practice, failure has a different definition. Think about it. You're going to do something new. You're going to take, it's a baby step, I agree, but you're going to take a step you've never taken before. New action. Do you know for sure what's going to happen? No, there's no way. The only way to know what's going to happen is to take the step and have the result in front of you. But if it's a new step, you really can't tell. So a couple of things will occur. you got a couple of options whenever you take a new step. Number one, You'll have an idea, a hypothesis of what will happen in, re in response. And if it turns out just the way you planned, lots of people will call that success. But maybe you just got lucky. Okay. Cause again, you've never taken the step before. 
The other option is you take this new step and it doesn't work out anything like you thought it would. Maybe it even blows up in your face. And most of the time we call that failure. That's what you're programmed to understand that that's failure, but it's not. It's a learning experience. You tried something new and you got a result. What did that result teach you? Because I know as a doctor, you're quick, you're smart, you're hardworking, your heart's in the right place, you're moving towards your ideal practice. If you try a new step and get a surprising result, you can learn from that and hit the nail on the head the next time around. It usually only takes one learning experience to get it to work out just the way you need it to the second time around. So in this work, there is no failure. There's only learning experiences. Actually, the only true failure here is if you know your ideal job description, you know you need to take new actions to get there and you fail to act. So let's do a quick recap. In order to get more of what you want from your current career, your practice, your life, it's important to know what you would run towards, to have a target to aim at. That's your ideal job description, ideal practice description. In order to know what actions you want to change, what new actions you want to take, it's important to have a second list, your master plan, the list of things you would like to change where any one of these changes would drive your current practice more towards your ideal. This is the list that you choose from. And then when you're planning your new actions, when you're planning to spring the door on Einstein's insanity trap, it's important to focus on baby steps, not big, hairy, audacious ones. Little baby steps. And remember, things are going to either work out the way you planned when you take your new action, or you'll have a learning experience. Learning experiences are not failure. They teach you how to change your action next time to hit the nail on the head. The only failure when you're growing your practice, growing your career, and refining the balance and purpose in your life, the only failure is failure to take the new action. The failure is keeping the lid locked on Einstein's insanity trap. Because we both know if you do the same things over and over again and expect a different result, that will never work out in your favor. How do you get started? Paper, pen, half hour, big breath. Step outside the whirlwind sometime in the next several days. Right across the top, my ideal practice and start listing it out. That's how you get started. And that's it for today. I do have some notes in the links down below the podcast here, wherever you're finding it. Check them out. They'll give you the questions for the ideal job description, a little bit more structure. You might want to download it and follow it as you're writing down your ideal job description. Good luck with this. Take your time. Be patient and kind to yourself. Have some fun. And I hope that these tips help you begin to make some solid baby step changes in your practice right now. Because my experience is this, for my successful coaching clients, they're always amazed at how few little changes can make a huge difference in how they feel about being a doctor and about the choice they made back at the Lightworkers Fork in the Road. Dyke Drummond at the home of thehappymd.com in beautiful Seattle, Washington. That's it for this podcast. 
Until we're together next time, keep breathing and have a great rest of your day.